Hello friends and welcome to Cause of Our Joy where we talk about our Blessed Mother. You know, it's it's really lovely to talk about our Blessed Mother because Mary would never stop leading us to Jesus Christ. And our guest today is from the Order of St. Benedict, Sister Mimi. Welcome to Cause of Our Joy, Sister Mimi. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And welcome to all listeners. Praise God. Sister, you know what? I always say that this video cast is always about Mary because it is my my gift to our Blessed Mother. Um, because I believe that whatever we give to Mary, what she does is she offers it back to God. And our offering becomes a wonderful gift to our Lord God. So, um, Sister Mimi, uh, shall we consecrate this uh, show to our Blessed Mother? Yes, of course. Okay. In the name of the Father, of the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear Jesus, we offer to you our hearts, our minds, our souls, and our body today, including everything we have and all of our loved ones. We offer to you the people who would be watching us or those who would be listening to us. We are yours, Holy Father. We make this offering through Mary and with Mary. Come, Holy Spirit, come through the powerful intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, your most loved spouse. Jesus, King of mercy, we trust in you. Saint Benedict, pray for us. Pray for us. In the, of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Friends, the first time I've met Sister Mimi was when she was giving a talk, an online talk to the Singles for Christ members in Europe. And she talked so well and so sweet and so lovingly about our Blessed Mother. And I believe that anybody who could speak about our Blessed Mothers in, in that way, in a so loving way, is a true child of Mary. Sister Mimi, in a nutshell, could you tell us who you are? Um, again, thank you for having me. I am Sister Rosemary, also known as Sister Mimi for uh, CFC family. I am from the Order of St. Benedict. I am now a solemn profess. I entered in the monastery when I was 15 years old. Wow. And I am originally from Bantayan Island, Cebu, Philippines. I entered in the monastery of St. Anne in Iligan City. And uh, currently here in Bastia Umbra, yeah, Perugia, Italy. Okay. And recently I had my, I profess, I had my solemn vow last April 29. Praise God. Praise God. I've never been to Cebu, sister, but I've been to Italy uh, quite a few times. <laughs> Sister, you speak uh, Italian fluently, right? Yeah. Um, I will say I can speak, but I am not sure if I am fluent. <laughs> okay. Uh, sister, I never realized that you joined the, the order at a very young age. I just want to ask, what made you join the Order of St. Benedict? And maybe uh, you could also tell us about who St. Benedict is. Well, um, 
when I decided to enter, there is no, I have no knowledge whether it is a monastery. Okay. I only thought that I will, I would enter an, uh, a religious life, an active life. But then uh, I discovered when I arrived in the monastery that it was, it is a monastery. Okay. But then I said to myself, well, let's try. First, when I was outside, um, I, I already thought, I was thinking of being a nun, but not particularly as a Benedictine, because my, um, my uh, thought was to just join a religious life, join a community life, um, an active life, which could uh, somehow teach young people, young ones, um, because my I love to teach children, and also I before I entered, I took uh, a course, but sadly, only for six months, I studied um, bachelor of. Uh, secondary education major in English. Okay, so and uh, what what attracted you to Saint Benedict? Who is Saint Benedict? Well, um, Saint Benedict is, as we know all, is the Benedict, the founder of the Benedictine order. And he was born in the year four hundred eighty in the in this uh, in the city of Norcia, Italy, near here in Bastia Umbra. We have his feast day on 11th of July, this coming 11th of July. Uh, it was formerly on March 21, but then the reason why it has it has a, it was transferred to July 11 because every year during this the uh, Lenten season, no, uh, we always have this feast on the Lenten season. But then the congregation, the Benedictine, uh, the Benedictine decided to move on the 11th July, mm-hmm. which um, the day uh, he was proclaimed as patron saint of Europe, together with St. Cyril and St. Methodius. I see. And um, people must be wondering why we are talking about St. Benedict in a Marian video cast. <laughs> so yes. um, is there a... Uh, in in the life of uh, Saint Benedict, did he actually have a particular Marian devotion? Well, directly, I would say no. Okay. There was no written account based on the devotion of Saint Benedict to Mary, but in a book of uh, Sister Aquinata Bookman, a Benedictine sister. He was a for, uh, she was a former uh, professor of the Pontificio Ateneum di Sant'Anselmo in Rome. She is um, now Professor Emeritus. And she wrote this book, Servire Cristo um, uh, in Ascolto della Regola di San Benedetto. Well, while preparing for this, um, this, topic i was told and also i was guided by my mother mistress to this book and it was said 
Sister Aquinata said, and I quote, 10 years ago, I would have answered this question myself with a simple no. But by studying and meditating on the rule, interpreting it in the context of our life, lived as Benedictines, I gradually discovered in the rule the presence of Mary, the figure of Mary, and the Marian devotion as what St. Paul, St. Pope John Paul II says. When St. Benedict speaks about monk and how it should be, I believe that we women as nuns interpret this or at least most of it in a Marian key. Mm -hmm. You know, St. Benedict lived um, in the 5th century, and that was also the century when um, the first Marian dogma was proclaimed yes. uh, during the Council of Ephesus. And the first Marian dogma is Mary is the mother of God. And so if we believe that Mary is the mother of God, we, you know, early Christians, uh, from the time of the apostles, 1st century, up to this very age, um, we believe that Mary is the mother of God. Um, in fact, um, the third century prayer, the Subtuum Presidium, um, which was recited by th those Christians, those early Christians, okay, it recognizes Mary as the mother of God. So I, I'd like to believe that even if it, it is not documented, whenever they pray the sub Subtuum Presidium prayer, they recognize Mary as the mother of God. Um, you also mentioned the rule of St. Benedict. So, yes. Sister, um, is there anything that would um, tell us in the rule of St. Benedict about a Marian devotion or St. Benedict's Marian devotion? Well, not exactly a Marian devotion, but more on uh, about Mary. And there are three analogies, mm -hmm. uh, resemblances uh, that uh, between Mary and the role of St. Benedict. And these are, first, how she receives the word. The second, her fiat, uh, how she, profess, she professes her willingness to the Lord. And third, how she puts Christ as the center of her life. Okay, so, okay. so you, men you mentioned first and foremost uh, how Mary receives the word. And eventually, you know, by receiving the word of God, it it led to her fiat. It's like actually a lecture divina, isn't it? When when yes, oh, yes, Benedictine are known for lectio divina. And, and this is what uh, Pope Benedict the Sixteenth said. Um, yes, the the best model of lecture divina is Mary, because when she when the angel Gabriel talked to talk to her, um, she pondered things in her heart. So, yes. Sister Mimi, could we dive deeper into how Mary received and continuously receives the Word of God today? Well, um, uh, in the preface of the Feast of Annunciation, it says, At the announcement of the angel, the Virgin receives the Word of the Lord in faith. In the Gospel of Luke, it is mentioned that Mary kept all these words in her heart. It is not said that she understands, but she receives it. She keeps all this. In this sense, 
Also, Jesus says, Blessed are those who hear the word of God and obey it. Uh, in the rule of St. Benedict, uh, particularly in the prologue, it is written in the first part of the prologue, it is written, Listen, my son, to your master precepts and incline the ear of your heart. Receive willingly and carry out effectively your loving father's advice that by the labor of obedience, you may return to him from whom you had departed by the sloth of disobedience. Well, uh, this willingness, this acceptance in, in Italiano, accoglienza della parola, accoglienza, it is the fundamental uh, element of a monk or a nun. It is the basic element of the monastic life. Listen. It is like uh, an invitation of every beginning of work, every beginning of thoughts, every beginning of actions. It is like an expression to receive, to accept, and to be open. And after comes the word to do, to run, or to carry out. Well, it is said, no? First, listen, and then you obey. And uh, I, I guess, you know, not I guess, but Mary always listens to the word of God. And that's how she was able to follow Christ. And I'd like to believe that Mary's heart is very docile to the to, to God's will and to, the, to God's words. Because and, and Mary would always want to obey God's will. Mary would never do anything that would be against God's will. Um, I love the prayer of St. Louis de Montfort. Um, I know I always talk about St. Louis de Montfort because my story, I've, I've said this in, in the previous episodes, that I consecrated my life uh, to Jesus through Mary by following the, the disciplines of uh, the book True Devotion by St. Louis de Montfort. In St. Louis de Montfort's prayer to our Blessed Mother, he asks Mary to remove anything in his life that is displeasing to her, that is displeasing to our Blessed Mother. Because whatever displeases our Blessed Mother displeases God, displeases Jesus Christ, displeases the Holy Spirit, her spouse. So I think in, in, in everything that, you know, in the heart of Mary, mind, soul, everything, she was immaculately conceived and she she lives lived the holy life here on earth she continuously lives holy life because that's how that's who she is i mean she 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 removes anything in in her mind the body heart soul that is that would be against god and his god and god's will sister mimi you mentioned part of the rule regarding not not specifically about mary's fiat but you you mentioned something about um, giving yes, yes and giving yes to our God, which is also um, Mary's fiat, basically. Um, uh, when I said um, the second uh, the second analogy, you know, uh, that um, between Mary and uh, the rule of Saint Benedict, which is uh, she professes her willingness to the Lord by say, by saying her fiat. I am the Lord's servant, be it done unto me according to your word. In the rule of St. Benedict, in chapter 5, says, The first step of humility is unhesitating obedience. 
which comes naturally to those who cherish Christ above all. Because of the holy service they have professed, or because of dread of hell, and for the glory of everlasting life, they carry out the superior's order as if the command came from God himself. This means that a nun professes the holy service, and as she sings the Sushipime Domini, in English translated as, Receive me, O Lord, rule of St. Benedict, chapter 58, verse 21, she prays to the Lord to receive in his service by offering herself willingly. She becomes the servant or slave of Christ. Uh, in Greek, the word for servant is duole or duolos, which means not only servant, but also slave. But as we think of a slave in modern time, we thought of it as um, a disparaging word. But the word in original language um, does not support that. Some characters in the Bible often refer them themselves as a slave. Well, it is not slave as we all think. It is originally from the Greek word uh, diakonos or diakonia, which means to serve in the tables. But this same word points to one uh, ordained minister of the Catholic Church, which is the deacon. While duolos is the direct English translation for slave. In modern time, the word slave brings immediately to mind a negative image. We think immediately of an arduous work without compensation, harsh treatment, and to the extent that um, we see a life that, that is like in a prison. But when we say slave for Christ, it, is, it gives us a whole different thing, totally contrary. And we could find in the book of Roma, Romans, it assures us that it says, but thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin, you have come to obey from your heart and the pattern of teaching that has now claimed your allegiance. You have been set free from sin and have become slaves of righteousness. When we say we are slaves for Christ, it is, it is a way of um, like reminding ourselves that we serve a master who loves us, who listens to us, who lifts us up, and who sets us free from sin. And I found this, um, I found a phrase uh, in the internet, no, while, um, while gathering information, information about Mary. It says, we bind ourselves to him because he has loosed our chains. And we do our part to carry his gospel to all the earth because we desire to be faithful servants to the one who gives us life. Just like Mary. It is her service, the service of offering himself to the Lord willingly without anything in return for the salvation of humanity. She receives the word announced by the, by the angel Gabriel without hesitation.
Wow. Th- th- those are really beautiful. I-, I totally agree with you, Sister Mimi. Um, human perception has a different um, different meaning when we, we talk about um, slavery. Um, yes, yes. It, it has a negative connotation. Yes. Um, I... Again, I'm gonna refer to Saint Louis de Montfort. Um, in in his book True Devotion, he said that it is um, when you when you when you are a slave of Christ, you basically um, serve God without asking for any anything to come back to you. Yes. Okay, so like you know, service of uh, you know providing everything to God um, and uh, giving everything back to God. And you're not expecting any compensation or payment. Yes, and that is yes. um, what slavery is. And if we will um, compare the the lives of uh, like you, somebody like you who are consec- who is consecrated to Christ, right? Um, you don't really expect anything in return. You freely um, give yes. your time to God. You submit your um, your own free will to God by serving Him, and you freely give prayers to everybody. Saint Louis Marie de Montfort encourages people to to consecrate their lives to Christ through Mary. He mentioned slavery, slavery, and I just want to quote um, some something from uh, this verse from the the book True Devotion. You know, Saint Louis de Montfort describes those who consecrated their lives to Mary as people who can call themselves the, the loving slaves of our Blessed Lady in order to become more perfect slaves of Jesus. More perfect slaves of Jesus. Mary is the means our Lord chose to come to us, and she is also the means we should choose to go to Him. Wow, so beautiful. Marian devotion is not actually putting Mary at the center of our faith. It's never about Mary. Okay, Marian devotion means um, we put Christ at the center of our faith. We ask the help of, of our Blessed Mother. Mary would never want the attention. I believe that Mary would never want the attention. True Marian devotion is living a Christ-centered life. Yes. What are your thoughts about the Christ-centered life? Well, I just want to add something about um, this Christ-centered, uh, based on the rule of Saint Benedict. No, uh, we Benedictines we have this um, this phrase: nothing is preferred for the love of Christ. Well, it it, it is always Christ as the center of our life. Well, it is also uh, what Mary. Uh, shows us uh, Mary shows us the Christ-centered life. In uh, the feast uh, of Annunciation was a Marian feast that has become the feast of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. because the word announced is Jesus is Christ. Well, it is this change of the intention of of Mary, all pointing towards Christ as the center. A Christ-centered life means that the source of everything we have is Him, our source of daily righteousness, our source of daily strength. It has only one goal, which is to Jesus Christ be the glory. Mary does not 
see anything, does not know what was coming by obeying the Lord and offering himself without any hesitation, but immediately believes the word without questions. Her life lived with Christ is permitted with loving faith, showed not herself, but Christ as the center of her life, and teaches us to follow this path, to believe uh, in the love of Christ, that Christ is the nucleus of our life, which is also stated in the rule of St. Benedict, the Benedictines as we have um, known uh, Christ-centered life. Praise God. Um, you know, uh, Sister Mimi, the, the Catechism of the Catholic Church tells us that Mary is the perfect model of faith. And the Catechism, number 148, says that the Virgin Mary most perfectly embodies the obedience of faith. By faith, Mary welcomes the tidings and promise brought by the angel Gabriel, believing that with God, nothing is impossible. And Catechism number 149 says, Throughout her life and until her last ordeal, when Jesus, her son, died on the cross, Mary's faith never wavered. She never ceased to believe in the fulfillment of God's word. And so the church venerates in Mary, the purest realization of faith. Wow. Yes. Um, and I think I think the, this catechism um, is so much reflected in everything you said today um, about uh, the rule of St. Benedict and Mary's life. Sister Mimi, do you have any advice to our young people who are discerning to consecrate their lives to Christ? Well, um, I uh, formulated... Uh, one sentence for for them, no? Um, listen to believe. Well, uh, there are many examples. There are many saints. There is Mary as the main example. Listen to believe. First, you have to listen. Not only to listen to yourself, but also but to listen to all, to everything. And then to believe without questioning. Um, you know, uh, devotion, let's say, when we have a devotion, is not what we see, but it is what we feel, the presence. I have this formula, no? It is like a mathematical formula. Um, it is by listening plus the obedience, it uh, equals to service. Well, it is not solely for uh, by listening, but with obedience, we could serve. We could have this service just like Mary. Amen. So, friends, um, Sister Mimi mentioned earlier um, that we have role models in our faith, and Mary is a role model of uh, in our faith. Um, it is the, it, this is one thing that I also like about our Catholic faith. We have so many saints. Yes. Up to 
as role models. And St. Benedict is one of them. Um, and, you know, the, the children of St. Benedict, those who are part of the Order of St. Benedict, yes. are following his footsteps because um, St. Benedict lived a life consecrated to Christ. And we have our Blessed Mother Mary, who's the best model of how we should follow Christ. Um, we need to imitate the virtues of our Blessed Mother because she gave us the best example of how to follow Christ. I'd like to end by quoting um, uh, Lumen Gentium. Let the faithful remember that true devotion consists neither in fruitless and passing emotion nor in a certain vain credulity. Rather, it proceeds from the true faith by which we are led to know the excellence of the Mother of God and are moved to a filial love toward our mother and to the imitation of her virtues. Wow. Um, you know, friends, you must have heard my alarm <laughs> sound earlier. Um, it's, a, it's a reminder for me to pray the Divine Mercy Prayer at 3 o'clock. Um, this is a pre-recorded video. Um, so, Sister Mimi, shall we cl close with the, th with the 3 o'clock prayer and then you lead yes. us into a Hail Mary after I say the 3 o'clock prayer? Yes. Okay. Um, live the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. This for the source of life flowed out for souls, and the ocean of mercy opened up for the whole world. The fountain of life, immeasurable divine mercy, covered the whole world and emptied yourself out upon us. O blood and water, which flowed out from the heart of Jesus, as a fountain of mercy for us, we trust in you. Holy God, Holy Mighty One, Holy Immortal One, have mercy on us and the whole world. Holy God, Holy Mighty One. Holy Lord, have mercy on us and the whole world. Holy God, Holy Mighty One, Holy Immortal One, have mercy on us and the whole world. Jesus, King of mercy, we trust in you. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. The Spirit. Sister, you, you said earlier, um, you were telling me what, what's the reason behind the three Hail Marys? Yes, um, it is like um, a Trinitarian Hail Mary. First, for uh, a Hail Mary offered to God, mm -hmm. a prayer uh, with Hail Mary offered to God, a prayer. Uh, offered uh, with Hail Mary to the Son, uh, a prayer offered uh, with Hail Mary to the Holy Spirit. Well, these prayers, uh, these offering prayers, is uh, the intentions of our hearts. Thank you very much, Sister Mimi, um, for for being here. Thank you for your time. Thank you for you know enlightening us about the rule of Saint Benedict. 
um, and I hope this isn't the last. Um, thank you, everyone, for watching or listening. Always remember, Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you so much. And Mary, our mother, also loves you. God bless. God bless. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you have been blessed with this episode, please click the subscribe button. Ave Maria.